watertight. We just need to cut through here. Careful. That section above you is shifting. I got it. Squeeze through here. Okay, okay, that's it. I'm in. Shit. There's only one pilot. Uh, Hang on there, mate. Uh, Let's have a look. What's going on in there? Are they alive? (laughs) It's real. Where's the other ranger? Is he... Oh my god, what happened to him? He appears to be in shock, sir. His leg is caught under a bit of wreckage, but there seems to be no major injuries. Right, I'll get him stable. You call it in. Let's get the extraction team rolling. Losent, this is Rescue Delta 2. We have gained access to the Conpod. Ranger Jax is missing. Ranger Uchida is alive, but distressed. Roll extraction team for a vac. Clear copy, Rescue Delta 2. Extraction team already en route. ETA in 13. Copy that. Out. Wait a sec. Have you seen this? It's not real. What's this in his hand? It looks like a necklace. Look, the drive suit still has auxiliary power and the personal data recorder is flashing. It's still recording. Hang on, let me play this back. Maybe we'll get a clue about where Jax is. Can't, can't be real. I gotta get this message out. In case, in case I don't make it. Come on, hurry up already. I really want to make it. I'm gonna make it. I am. But in case I don't, I know you won't believe me. But the account that follows is a true and accurate description of events leading up to and including the unidentified kaiju attack of today, Wednesday, 31st July, 2024. My name is Ranger Hiro Uchida, sole surviving pilot of Vulcan Spectre. Ranger Hiroji Jax is... He's lost. We haven't been a pilot team for long, but it wouldn't have mattered. Nothing could have prepared us for this. Even with all we know about Kaiju, we arrived at Sydney Shatterdome on separate transports, each with a group of new tech and science recruits. The new arrivals were gathered to hear from the marshal. Recruits, I will keep this brief. The hard work and dedication you have demonstrated has brought you here to be among the best of the best. It has brought you to my house, Sydney Shatterdome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The real battle starts now. Barracks assignments and duty rosters are available on your PDAs. I expect nothing less than for you to redouble the efforts that have brought you this far. Get to it. Dismissed. I soon caught up with Jax as everyone was gathering their gear and heading off to posting locations. You must be Hiro Uchida. I've read your dirty record. Right. And I've read yours as well. I'm impressed. It says you're, you're quite the fighter. And yours says you're quite the pilot. Well, then it's settled. Now that we're done jerking each other off, you want to go grab a beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa, easy there, buddy. Steady on. Have you seen my book? The one I just left there. You must have seen it. Hey, what are you on about? Ah, ah, no, 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 um, never mind. I just need to find my book. It was here, just here. 
Just a moment ago. Leather binding, well, yes, kind of leather, yes, special leather. Can you call humans? We didn't find out until later that this erratic new recruit was part of the K-Science team. A bio-harvester, to be exact. We both know that their jobs are necessary, but it takes a special kind of head case to go climbing around the guts of a kaiju. Damn creepy bastards. I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on it now, I can remember the look of fear and recognition that flashed across that creep's face when he turned and looked at Jack's. Even if I had seen it then, I don't think it would have helped me understand any better. It wasn't long before Jack's and I were in a routine of con-pod training, technical reviews, physical conditioning, and of course, what felt like endless hours in the Kuhn combat room. Jax was as good as his duty record suggested, and even better, which is why it took me by surprise the day I landed a final blow which I thought would have been easily blocked. What's the matter with you? You're off your game uh, today. Uh, uh, just a bad night's sleep, I guess. <laughs> really? Something to do with that new cadet I saw you speaking to the other day? Uh, no. I wish it was something that, um, entertaining. No, I've been having this dream and I, I just can't shake it. This feeling of... A dream? About what? There's this creature. Kaiju? No, no, no. Smaller, more, more human-like, but still kind of kind of mutated and and fish-like, covered in scales and webbed fingers, long claws, wide fish-like mouth lined with needle-sharp teeth. It claws at me, pulls at me. And its its eyes, those large, round, black, bottomless pits, they they pull at my um. Look, it's just kind of hard to shake sometimes, but you know, I'm I'm right. I'm I'm good. Frosty, man. Frosty. That was the first time the necklace caught my attention. It was rough hewn from some material as blue as the deep ocean, and it was engraved with a marking on the front, which looked as a straight line and with five extending branches, three on one side, two on the other. He pulled it from his shirt and he gave it a kiss before muttering something under his breath I, I couldn't really hear. Our training regime continued. JTEC lectures, physical conditioning, con-pod drills, and flight master torture sessions. Occasionally, we got some downtime to relax. We were gathered in a common room. The next time we ran into that whack-job harvester from K-Science Group, it actually gave me some reason to think I might have a little less to worry about him. You see... The display screens began showing newsreels of a damned Bunai Kai rally. 
useless kaiju sympathizers. <laughs> sympathizers? Warshippers? At least Dr. Creepy seemed to be as upset with them as I was. Although it seemed maybe for different reasons. Disillusioned, lost all of you, false prophets. These imposters from the deep, you'll see, you'll soon see. He will cleanse the world of these imposters. All I had no idea what he was going on about as deep, he continued to ramble and pace the room. He eventually stormed off, continuing to mumble his hatred for the kaiju worshippers. I felt comforted, at least, that he wasn't a sympathizer. I realize now, I shouldn't have been. Sir, we have a kaiju signal rising. Details, Officer Drexler. What bearing, distance, and classification? This can't be. Two kaiju in two days? There's never been another attack so soon. It was only yesterday that the kaiju bone squid attacked Port Moresby. A Jaeger. The striker Eureka had been deployed and killed the thing, but sustained damage in the process. JTAC still had her stripped down for repairs and out of action. Jax and I might be rookie pilots, but today, it was going to be our turn. Spit it out, officer. Where is it now? And where is it going? Uh, um, it's not coming from the breach, sir. The signal. It's strange, sir. It's like no other kaiju signal ever. Officer Drexler! Sorry, sir. It is hard to get a reading on. But it looks to be 200 kilometers due east of Numia, rising from the New Hebrides Trench. Begin deployment of the Vulcan Spectre. Scramble jacks and Uchida. Go, go, go! Let's kick some ass! Kick some ass! Come on! Air punch! When I'm a robot, fight your face. Rangers, this is the real thing. We have Kaiju signal rising and headed for New Caledonia. Currently unknown classification. Watch officers are working to get a better fix on the target. Get out there and get eyes on this thing. Yes, sir! Gentlemen, your Jaeger awaits. Ready, Ready for draw. R-O-S-8 Low-fight program one. We are ready to initialize neural handshake, sir. Vulcan Spectre, prepare for neural handshake on my mark. Aye, sir. Just, uh, one last question, Marshal. What is it, Jax? There aren't any hidden weapons or special secrets you'd like to tell us about here, are there, sir? Is that supposed to be some kind of joke, Ranger? Uh, a... Apparently, not a very good one, sir. Hmm. Begin handshake in three, two, one, mark. It took a few hours for the Vulcan Spectre to get into position near the coast of New Caledonia. Exactly what position that needed to be was still an issue of debate. K-Watch at Lowson was still having a hard time nailing down the exact location of this unknown signal. I was beginning to think it might have been a false alarm, some glitch in the sensor network, when the marshal came back online. Vulcan Spectre, 
K-Watch officers are still unable to verify the classification of this signal. Proceed with extreme caution. We may be dealing with a kaiju, the likes of which we have never seen before. Aye, sir. This is no kaiju. Sir, kaiju signal strength is becoming less erratic, but increasing rapidly. I can confirm this is at least a class 4, sir. Harvest of Vison. What business do you have in Losant? The great one is beyond your mere classes. He comes. Harvester, you are in a restricted area. Leave immediately, or I will have you forcibly removed. Sir, mass signatures are continuing to increase. We have a confirmed class 5. Security, remove and silence Harvester Bison. Gag him if you have to. Today, I am cancelling this creepy bastard. It's too late. He wakes. He wakes. Sir, the signal strength has just gone off the charts. Mass indicators are reading infinite. That's impossible. It's like a black hole has just appeared in front of the Vulcan Spectre. The name of our Jaeger, the Vulcan Spectre. Those words entered the cockpit and shattered into a thousand pieces, pouring through my eyes like each letter were a razor blade of color. My stomach heaved as the space around me inverted. I felt I was looking back upon myself through the wrong side of a one-way mirror. Jack's scream of horror grew louder and greater in my ear as he was ripped further from me until I could feel the heat of his breath and the smell of the bile that rose in his throat. I froze as every pore in my body suddenly stopped breathing. The veil of space fell away before me as I hung rapidly still in a sunless black cloth sky. Transfixed on solid nothingness, The moon, as full and black as the abyss, did not shine above, as not even light dared to tread. When all was nothing, it revealed itself to me, and one thing was for certain. This was no mere kaiju. Its horrible, monstrous visage stooped atop a mountain, more careless than the time which wears it down, foul and green putrid puddles of ooze slithered off its skin and fell upon the cliffs below. The fetid wind howled as huge bat-like wings unfurled across the heavens themselves. The horrific countenance of this demonic creature set its yellow orbis eyes upon me and opened a great gaping maw surrounded by writhering tentacles and appendages of the deep. The frail existence of my ego broke upon the sight before me. As a toothpick boat breaks beneath the torrent of the Great Falls, the bubble of my perception was popped. I was a nerve, laid bare and tormented. The totality of its presence shrieked at my soul and flayed the very fabric of my mind. And yet, I knew, in tortured incomprehension, that this was but a shadow of this eldritch horror's being. Any more, and surely I would be ripped asunder to the very particles of creation. Floating in the emptiness came a voice that murmured, drifting into the infinite smallness of what was left of me, a voice I knew, with words I did not. The rhythm of the sound brought a light to my consciousness, a light which I could follow to find myself again and be whole once more. Jack spoke the words again and again as his presence grew stronger in my mind. Our mind. We were still connected through the drift, and together we rose. 
held aloft and carried on the open palm of a great spectral hand glowing softly in the inky dark. As ephemeral as a wispy fog, yet strong beyond measure, the great hand that brought us on high and filled us with light. My own embodied voice joined as our mind in unison focused on these words. The light grew stronger as I turned to see the necklace blaze on Jax's chest. What appeared to be a chaos of light and energy felt as calm and reassuring as the sun of a spring afternoon. Our breath filled our chests as I felt a great force rise within me, calm, strong, capable, and determined. We stood to face the monster on the mountain. The great beast moved imperceptibly forward and filled the night sky with its undulant face. Life itself drained from me through every pore and orifice of my body as I lost all control of my physical being. An immense rift opened between the writhing, coiling, twisting appendages that danced beneath the thing's swollen yellow eyes. A sound erupted from that chasm which tore the very flesh from my bones. I felt my eyes melt away as I opened my mouth to scream, yet nothing came out. The neural connection between Jax and I amplified the torment. As we shared each other's despair, I collapsed into the palm of the spectral hand, lifeless, soulless, fleshless. Jax remained standing, chanting, greatly weakened, but defiant. I watched as a hand of the great beast descended from the mountainside, outstretched claws, green, bloated fingers, as if lazily plucking a speck of dirt. The putrid appendage clasped Jack's and seemed to almost consider him for a moment, before rolling him between his fingers into nothing more than a smear. I felt that connection sever instantly, as Jax was ripped from my mind. The spectral hand I laid upon vanished and I began to fall faster and further. I fell into an ever-expanding void of perfect black. And that brings us to now. A few moments ago, I awoke. Here in the wreckage of the Vulcan Spectre, Jax is missing. I'm banged up pretty bad, but with any luck... The rescue teams will be here soon. Oh, yes! What timing? Here! I'm in here! Come on, you beautiful bastards! I'm pinned! You're gonna have to come around this... Wait. Wait. What the hell is that? You're not a... What? You're that thing from Jackson's Nightmare! It can't be... You can't be... How? You're not real. You're not real. No! Ah! How could? Oh, Todd, we just need to cut through here. Careful. That section above you is shifting. I got it. Squeeze through here. Okay, okay, that's it. I'm in. Shit. There's only one pilot. 
Hang on there, mate. Let's have a look. You have been listening to Cthulhu's Rim, a fan fiction mashup from the gang behind Malthus the Fictional. Cthulhu's Rim was written, directed, and produced by Eric Kershaw, and features the voice talents of Adam Lusk as Rescue Delta 2, Kelly Medhurst as Rescue Delta 1, John Dick as Ranger Hero Uchida, Richard Schilt as Officer Drexler, David Schilt as the Marshal, Craig Askings as Harvester Vison, and Eric Kershaw, that's me, as Ranger Eroji Jacks. Pacific Rim and its associated music are the property of someone with a lot more money than us. No infringement is intended, please don't sue us, we love you, that's why we made a fan fiction. Other royalty-free music is made available by the ever-amazing Techno-Axe. Sound effects were sourced through Google's royalty-free sound effects archive and through freesound.org. A full list of credits can be found on our blog at malthus.blogspot.com. You can also find Malthus the Fictional on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Facebook. Please like and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest projects. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed it.